0: We're back with the second series of our three-part lending series with Kevin Lucchini of ClearCap Lending, and we are going over unpacking the myths, sharing why not everyone is a traditional mortgage client, and when to know when you're ready for your first investment in real estate. So our second part is all about mortgages. So, Kevin, let's start with traditional mortgages. I think when most people say, oh, I don't qualify for a traditional mortgage or I do qualify for a traditional mortgage, they're talking about the 30-year conventional. So can you tell us what is a 30-year conventional? I know people are throwing in 15-year conventionals and kind of explain who is best for that.
1: Sure. So the 30-year conventional, 30-year just refers to the amortization, meaning mm-hmm. how long it takes to pay the whole loan off. So there's a 15-year, there's a 10-year, there's a 30-year. It it all depends on how, how quickly you want to pay off your home. The interest rate, obviously, the shorter the term, the lower the interest rate. Um, Those aren't all going to be full doc programs, so there aren't all doc and uh,
0: full doc. Okay, I'm going to interrupt you there. Mm -hmm. So when you say full doc, can you kind of explain to everybody what you mean by full doc?
1: Sure. So full doc is two-year tax returns or W-2s if you're an employee, Um, pay stubs, and bank statements, and that's pretty much everything that we collect. So. We need to, and if you're self-employed, we'll just get your full tax return. So you can do full doc as self-employed. Okay. But we'll basically verify everything with two years of tax returns. They have to be filed. We'll get a a record from the IRS, and your tax bills have to be paid.
0: Okay. So the 30-year and the 15-year conventional are full doc.
1: The 30-year and the 15-year, because you said the word conventional, yes, are full-doc. Conventional loans are all full-doc.
0: Okay. But
1: not all full-doc loans are conventional.
0: Okay. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So when um, buyers are out there and they're getting pre-approved and they're going, and I think most mortgage brokers or mortgage agents are going to say, Let's get you a conventional 30-year fixed because that's just what we hear about most of the time. So is that for somebody who is a very stable W-2, gets paid once a month or twice a month and has a lot of reserves or... Tell, tell me about who would be the best candidate for a 30-year conventional.
1: So, no, it, it basically, you if you want the fastest answer is uh-huh. you can go to, I believe it's line 21 on your tax returns, okay. AGI, adjusted gross income. So, yeah. anyone can look at that line, and that's the income that I'm going to use if I take you full doc. So, okay. if that income looks good, then yeah then the loan is for you
0: and that doesn't mean and that's regardless if you're a 1099 or a w2 absolutely okay any
1: of the above if you're a 1099 you're declaring it you're writing off your expenses but the net income is still good then i I can still use it
0: Line 21 okay so let's talk about then if people have money Mm -hmm. but they're not you know making as much on that tax return
1: Sure. A lot of self-employed people, we have clients like that all the time. Uh huh. guy makes $500,000 a year on tax returns, it's $60,000 or something like that. Exactly. So so then at that point, um, we won't use the tax returns whatsoever. We'll use bank statements, or that's when I use the term alt-doc, so alternative documentation to document income. So instead of tax returns, we can use bank statements. Okay. Or we can just say, hey, we don't even want to discuss income. Here's how much money this person has. Okay. Um, We can... I mean, it goes all the way down the spectrum. So if it's a rental property, we can use just the rental income to qualify and not bring anything else into it. Um, and then we can just go to a place where there's nothing. And people call it stated. We don't call it stated, um, not just because of the stigma, but it's not stated because we don't state anything anymore.
0: So what's it now called?
1: Um, each one has its own name, but it's not stated. Stated is you lie and say you have thirty thousand dollars a month. Okay. Our programs you don't put anything.
0: So okay. it's different.
1: And and specifically for that reason, it's we don't use stated programs because you're lying on paper. Okay so obviously we don't want to be using that loan program. So there's no there's no documentation.
0: Okay. So then let's talk a little bit. A lot of people are throwing around hard money. Mm-hmm. So when we have clients and, you know, the, the right now the real estate, um, the whole spectrum is just so crazy, right? We have so many offers coming in. And as an agent working and representing buyers, I want to make sure that my offer stands out. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that we've talked about before is... Sometimes it makes sense for somebody who would normally get a 30-year conventional, right? Um, They've got a decent interest rate, but they keep getting beat out and beat out and, you know, they can only qualify for so much. We would move them over to a hard money loan. And then with that hard money, bam, we get the offer accepted. And yes, it's a little bit higher rate, which I want you to talk about. But once we get in, close escrow, then they have to wait a certain amount of time and they can refinance. And sometimes it's actually cheaper than writing an offer, $100,000, 150000 I mean, there was an article in the LA Times just recently about a property in South Pasadena that went a million dollars over asking. So talk a little bit about what is hard money and the advantages and possibly some disadvantages.
1: Okay, so very basic, uh, hard money is institutional, smaller institutions that are just lending money and it's way more informal. There's no underwriting really. Um, They they just take anything as long as you put a down payment. what you're going to end up, so, so so let's talk about the cons of hard money first. The cons okay. of hard money first are you're going to have to pay origination. There's almost never a way around that.
0: And is that a certain amount or is that okay. a percentage?
1: So it's a percentage. Okay. Um, most of the time. It can be a certain amount with some hard money lenders. And again, we go back to how aggressive do you want to be? Yeah, uh, I think the first loan I did for you guys, you guys mm-hmm. called me on Thursday. I had loan docs Friday. We funded Monday. Yes. That, that had... I think two points origination on it yeah. and, and it was in excess of 10% interest rate. Mm-hmm. Right, but got the deal we done. We
0: needed it, yeah. Now,
1: had you had called me and said, hey, I need loan docs on Monday, I want to find fund by Friday, then the origination falls to 1% and, and you know, probably right. under right. 10 just right under. And again, if you go two weeks out, so it depends. You really have to have, what you want to have is you want to have a mortgage broker Um, that just knows these programs and knows what you're trying to do and is communicating with the agent because exactly like you said, you can end up overbidding for the house and we could have saved you that in, in the hard money and it would have been cheaper, you know, pay 5,000 in fees to avoid paying 25,000 above asking. Okay. Um, So there's, there's that aspect of it. So one of the things you want to be careful with, with hard money always is there's prepayment penalties with hard money much less disclosures going on. You're you, you, When you're signing the paperwork for a hard money loan, you're oftentimes saying that you're not going to live in the house and it's not consumer purpose. And so that means they can bypass a lot of the rules and laws that protect homeowners on their primary residences. Okay. So people need to be careful about that. You don't want to take a hard money loan and say, I'll get out of this in a year and then go move into that house. You're going to be breaking all kinds of rules the house could get foreclosed on, you could end up not being able to refinance it's a, it's a whole deal so that's number one prepayment penalty and make sure they know
0: what is is there a typical prepayment penalty like a three months, six months one year or does it just vary with each lender so
1: that is up to your mortgage broker to negotiate so I don't have okay. hard like on my hard money, I don't have any prepayment payment penalties okay, and the reason being is because I send enough business to the lenders where I can say hey I'm not going to send it to you if you put a prepayment penalty. Okay. I just want to refinance them out and I I'm upfront with the lenders yeah this 15 lender days I'm lender. out and so they'll they'll just charge what they need to make off of it up front everything's okay. you know above board we all know what we're doing yeah and there's no surprises okay um so y- it can usually a, a prepayment penalty shouldn't be on there especially if you know you're refinancing out mm-hmm. but if there is it's typically six month or one year. And it goes with the, the maturity of the loan. So if it's a one-year loan, it's a one-year prepay. It's usually 1% to 2%. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: So what else about hard money should our listeners know?
1: Um, it's, a good, it's a good resource to have, mm-hmm. for sure. You want to have it in your toolbox. However, mm-hmm. there are some borrowers that I can close the loan faster with conventional than with hard money.
0: And why is that?
1: Because the, it, so it, it's also what my capabilities are limited to what lenders I can go to. If someone comes in, and it's like 620, 640 credit score, just mm-hmm. kind of mid-grade income. We're just barely on the debt to income passing. Yeah. And there's things that have to happen, pay off debt, and, and it's, it's a com- more complex, complex. file. Mm-hmm. Now, then let's go alternatively. I have a client right now. I won't use her name, but you guys know mm-hmm. who that person is. Um, she has a 5% back-end DTI, makes a million dollars a year in pay stub income, 800 mm-hmm. credit score, money's been in her bank account for six months. Well, I'm getting that loan closed in 10 days. This, it's going to happen. Okay. So basically, it, it will all depend on on who that borrower is. And again, going back to my bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. Typically, what I'll do in that situation is if she puts it in, she can put in an all-cash offer or hard money offer. Yep. I'll work both side to side and then if it so happens that we have to close with the hard money I'll flip the conventional finance to a delayed purchase okay and I can I can do it just a couple days later I can close that
0: okay so we talked about the traditional or the conventional right the 30 year versus the 15 year fixed and then of course there's the hard money so can you talk about um, a little bit about an FHA and a VA and who would be a good candidate for the fha va
1: va by and far yeah easy if you're a vet the va is the best loan for mm-hmm. you there's no loan really better than a va
0: okay in terms
1: of rate fees everything all together so that's simple the fha everyone thinks it stands for first-time homeowner it's not it's not first-time homeowner um so fha is just it's a conventional loan. it's exactly the same The only difference is a a government entity steps in and tells the investor that's giving the loan, Mm -hmm. hey, if anything happens to this loan, whatever you don't collect back in the foreclosure, I'll pay you.
0: Okay.
1: And for that reason, that's why you pay mortgage insurance. So you're paying that mortgage insurance to the uh, Federal Housing Administration, Mm -hmm. and they're collecting it for if there's a foreclosure for everyone. Now, where FHA is the best for is low credit. So when you have low credit and you go to conventional without the FHA insurance, Mm -hmm. what will happen is the lender will jack the rate up because the risk is very high for them.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: they want an interest rate commensurate with that. Okay. Now, alternatively, on an FHA loan, they they don't move the rate up or down much for credit score. Why? Because the risk is built in. Okay. So... If you have a 600 credit score for instance or a 590 credit score yeah well your conventional loan rate is going to be six and a half percent but your fha rate is going to be 4.5 percent and then you'll pay 0.85 mortgage insurance okay so this is definitely the better Better one Mm
0: -hmm. okay so i think just to recap there's definitely a mortgage out there for everybody whether it's a conventional an fha if you're a veteran a va um possibly a hard money um, there's definitely somebody, a, a mortgage out there for every single person.
1: Yeah. Our minimum guidelines for to find a mortgage for someone is 18 and breathing. There's a mortgage.
0: Perfect. So, yeah. I, I, I think that's a great way to end our podcast today. If you're 18 and breathing, contact <laughs> us. Kevin and his team at ClearCap Lending can find a mortgage for you. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for your time, Kevin. I appreciate it. Thank you. Okay.